Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Jaded 80s Baby Podcast. This week, I wanted to highlight a talented singer and writer named Sara Oliveira. She's a native of Brazil, but she currently lives in Spain, and she stopped by to talk about her new book, Oi Tampoco, and the new album that she's working on. Now, I was really excited to do this interview because this is Sarah's first interview in English. Now, after she blows up, everyone back in the States can say that they heard about her here first. So, hey. Now, without further ado, let's get to it. You're now listening to the Jaded 80s Baby Podcast. Your home for candid conversations with industry leaders, tastemakers, and random backpackers from around the globe. You might learn something, you might cringe, but you'll definitely be entertained. Here's your host, the original jaded 80s baby himself, Derek Pfeiffer. All right, so sorry, you're a singer, a songwriter, a musician. And as of recently, you can add a published author to that list. How does it feel to finally be able to say that you are a published author? Well, I I haven't said too much yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels it feels great because as a musician I've made some things that I'm proud of and the things I write uh, has been always looked down. So <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, now that I feel like I have done something about it too. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Like just finally doing something about it. That's a tough step to take. What is the name of your book and what's it about? And the book is called Hoy Tampoco in Spanish. That will be neither today, I think. And that is about 50 poems. That talks about uh, my feelings, of course, and my life. And the name is because many times, many days, I I think neither today when I go to bed because I haven't had the time to yeah to live or to do whatever I, I was wishing to do. But I also think neither today I'm giving up. So okay, so it's kind of it's kind of inspirational in a sense. Yes, I, I thought about that phrase so much that I ended up <laughs> as the title of their book. Cool, cool. I like that. I know you just you just kind of you just started going into it. Were there specific events or things that inspired you to to start working on this? What made you say, okay, I'm constantly saying neither today, hoy tampoco, hoy tampoco. What made you finally say, okay, today I'm actually going to start making this book happen? Well, I got a bit stuck with my music because I'm a bass player and I'm always playing with bands. But then I left the last band I was in and started to work on my own music. And it, it, got, it got hard. I got stuck uh, with uh, my producer and I got frustrated. So I wanted to change things and try something new. And my poetry has always been uh, another thing that I've never <laughs> have done anything about it. So I say, well, it could be and this new thing I'm looking for. But it was a new old thing because some of the poems were very old and I needed to to publish them so I can move on. 
Well, you mentioned that you were kind of stuck with your music, right? And mm -hmm. I know that writer's block and self-doubt have ruined a lot of a lot of careers. How do you overcome that? I think that my problem is more like with the music industry and all the things you are supposed to do as a musician to make your career successful. I haven't had that problem of um, being stuck about the crea creation. It's not, my stuck was not uh, about creativity, but about I don't see the point in spending so much time, so much money creating something to to share it with people when people is not really giving value to, to music. The way people is consuming music now is not very healthy. <laughs> so I got stuck there when I was trying to record my album and I don't really saw the point about spending that much money on that. When I had no money for other needs I had, so <laughs> yeah, I started thinking a lot about that, and, and yeah, I really got stuck. If your mind is not clear, it doesn't mind if you try so hard to do something you you cannot. Well, it happened to me at least. <laughs> I cannot make progress. Well, do you think that you'll eventually go back and try to finish that album that you were working on? Yes, of course. Uh, I like my songs. I keep reading, writing songs. But yes, it was a mistake to spend that much money on, on an album. I think I, I just had to do it with what I have and really more cheaper, <laughs> a cheap version of that will work for me. Well, okay. Going back to Oitampoco, what was the hardest thing about making the book a uh, reality? Mm, the hardest thing was that I did this alone. I wanted to do something alone because I have always worked with a band uh, and doing music. So in this, I have no editor, no no other opinions uh, while I was in the progress of, of making it. So the feedback is really important. And you don't get it until the, the book is published. So <laughs> Yeah, that's tough. Well, yes, but hopefully, uh, I have I've been lucky because my boyfriend has helped me a lot. Well that's great. It's good always good to have a support system. I know uh my fiance, like she well you know her. Uh she always does a lot of the feedback for me. If I'm not sure about something, I'll I'll pass an episode to her, ask her to listen to it. And mm -hmm. just give me some pointers, what she thought, what she didn't like, what she thought I should add or take out and things like that. So it is good to have that support system. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> As I was new to this, uh, writing a book, I got very surprised by, about his opinion and now the people that are reading the book. Because um, the poems, I, I thought they were worse. People like them and... Some others that I like a lot, people don't get it or don't like them. So it's really weird. But, but it's nice to know it. It's I find that funny because I feel like that's always how things work out. When you're creating something, you know how you intend it to be. So you see it one way, but everyone else takes it 
in a completely different way. So the things that you like, everyone else does not like. And the things that you you don't like, everyone else loves. So I, yes. Yeah, I always find that funny. Yeah, sometimes it's, it just mean you haven't achieved to finish it as it should be. But some other times it's just the idea was not that great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Sometimes it's just bad, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, poetry is, is really intimate, right? Or it can be very intimate, depending on how you write your poetry. So how do you feel knowing that people get to read about your personal thoughts and emotions through your book? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, some doubts about it. For example, now it's very common to see spoken word poetry live. I think I, I can do that. <laughs> no? For me. I mean, I have done it, but it's like, I don't get it. It's so intimate. I like to read poetry when I'm alone. And this kind of thing with so many people talking about so intimate feelings is kind of weird for me. I guess I just need to get used to it. But it also means that people that read my poems get to see a little bit more of how I am. And there are like conversations, deeper conversations you don't usually have with some people. And then you, you get to have it because of the poems. And it's, it has helped me uh, deeper some of my friendships. <laughs> well, I could definitely see how that could work. Well, it, is there a poem in particular that you were hesitant about including in the book? Yes, of course. And many poems are not on the book because, <laughs> because of that. <laughs> and some of those that are in the book, yeah, I have been doubting about it because sometimes people think I'm always talking about me. <laughs> and so if I'm telling something bad happened, uh, some people ask me, are you okay? This really happened. <laughs> And it's not always about me. So, well, yeah, that's that's something that I find interesting because I was reading over one of your poems the other day, and I was like, "Well, who's this about? Is she talking about her? Is she talking about her and her boyfriend? Like, who's this person that she's talking about?" <laughs> yes. So it does add a bit of mystery. I think that makes it kind of cool, you know, just trying to figure it out as the reader who they're talking about. Sometimes it's just a movie. <laughs> True. Oh, that reminds me. So I saw. I was watching a video for Desazón. Is that how you mm -hmm. say it? So that's one yes. of the poems in the, in the book, right? Yes. Right. So I was watching that video and I thought it was really cool. It went along well with the tone of the poem and the way you spoke spoke the poem out in the video. Are you planning on making more of those videos for other poems in the book? Uh, thank you. Yes, I, I had the plan to make some videos or even all of the audios, but... Yeah, this whole situation about the pandemia. Mm -hmm. Did you say Pan pandemic? Pandemic. Pandemic, okay, thank you. It has stopped everything a bit. But yes, I would like to do more of those. Yeah, and I know that right now you're working on translating your book, well, translating some of the poems into into English. How does it feel when you see your poems in English instead of Spanish? It's really weird and, and nice. <laughs> I didn't feel it would be, but it feels like someone else wrote them. So I get to see them with more perspective. 
and it is is nice and also I get to compare them to some of uh, lyrics from songs I love or some things like that yeah <laughs> it gets easier because it's in the same language and it feels nice it, it's great yeah so are you thinking of putting out an English version of the book Yes, of course. If I work that much to translate everything, and thank you, you're helping me <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yes, of course, I would like to maybe sell the ebook or, or give any for free. I don't know. <laughs> no, see, I think that's really cool. Do you think that you'll get to a point where you will write poetry in English first as opposed to writing it in Spanish and then translating it? Hmm. I don't know if I had that much vocabulary. Because poetry has a lot to do with rhythm. And I'm not even sure how to pronunciate some words sometimes. So I don't know. I think I had to learn more English before to play like that with, with words as I try to do it in, in Spanish. See, that's okay. That's something that I think would be really interesting because you don't have maybe the same level of vocabulary as a native English speaker. So you could use something that we call Spanglish back home. <laughs> you know, you can mix the English and the Spanish. And I think that it would be really cool. It could have a really fun result at the end of it. Really? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, because how, not many people are doing that. It would be different. And I think it would, it could add to the art form, you know? Huh? That's interesting. I should try it then. <laughs> I think so. I think it'll be cool. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you for the day. Yeah, you're welcome. There you go. <laughs> All right. So the pandemic has changed everyone's process, right? You already said that you planned on making videos for all of the poems and the pandemic pretty much stopped that. What is your creative process like now that you are limited in what you can do and where you can go? Well, um, it's been weird because um, for me, the easy part of create creativity is when I'm alone in my room doing stuff. And the hard part is finishing it and publishing <laughs> things. That's the hard part for me. So I was planning this year do more of that tough part. And that is the one that is being difficult now because of the situation. So... I just get back to the first part that is easier for me and I'm writing a lot and making unfinished songs <laughs> and trying to find a new path because there's something I I need to to start creating new things. I think that publish your work is is something you need to do to stop creating more of the same thing. And start creating something new. Mm. So now that you finally published this book, it allowed you to finally move on and yes, and force yourself to start doing something new. Exactly, because I felt like I was repeating the same things again, like saying the same things with other words <laughs> <laughs> again and again. <laughs> but now, yeah, the feedback also helps a lot. With that, like it tells you, it, it tells you in which direction you should be, you should go. So I'm trying to just create more, and the part where I finish things and do videos will have to wait, unfortunately. Well, you just talked about the feedback helping you move forward. 
how do you deal with any negative feedback? I don't know if you've gotten any, but how do you deal with negative feedback and not allow it to affect your confidence? Well, I think I'm a weird person for that because I'm that kind of friend you don't like because it. Oh, I always telling people the bad things, <laughs> <laughs> but with the best intention. And I get even frustrated when people don't tell me the bad things because that is what is interesting. Because how could I? How can I change it if I don't know, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So I think that the opinion of the lovely grandma that says, is everything so beautiful? It doesn't help me at all. <laughs> yeah, I need to, I need the negative feedback. But uh, for now, I haven't received many of that because, yes, only my friends and family have read the book. Mm. So what well, we would say, instead of the negative feedback, we like to say that we keep it real. Yes. So you're that friend who keeps it real. <laughs> Yes. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) But I don't have many friends like that, and I need their opinion, so I'm waiting for it. I wasn't able to present the book or anything because of the situation, but I hope I will get some of those acid uh, opinions. (laughs) Well, yeah, I know know that you were were supposed to have your, your book presentation back in, what, October or something? No, in March. Yes. Okay, so back in March. So are you, if everything lets up and uh, things can go back to normal before the end of the year, do you plan on still doing that? Yes, of course. I would love to. But I can, I cannot tell my father, like, you're not going. So (laughs) maybe I could have done it already because we had a bit of freedom, but it still doesn't feel safe, like to tell my father to go. So I'm, I'm waiting. I want to do it only if it, I feel comfortable and safe for every, for everyone. Maybe I do it online or something like that. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, I was just, I was literally about to suggest that to you. I mean, everyone else has pretty much taken everything online. Uh, I, I'm attending a conference online in a few days. So mm-hmm. if they can do that online, I know you can present your book online. It might be a little difficult to gather everyone to come to the same place online, but you can do it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I don't have a webcam, but and I was planning a different presentation because I, I found presentations are so boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was planning to do something more like theater. I don't know when... Like you're going to act it out? Yeah, I was planning something like that. I was even doing rehearsals in my room. (laughs) But then the pandemic stopped it all. But yeah, I wanted it to be something more, uh, to be something funnier. And online, I'm not sure if I will be able to do that. So yes, maybe I should just wait. I'm I'm not sure. (laughs) I get that. If you have all of that planned out, and you know how you want it to go, then yeah, you should probably wait. If you already see it in your mind the way that you want it to be, then yeah, maybe you should. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. (laughs) So knowing everything that you know, after your experience with this book, with Oita Poco, are you going to write another one? Yes, yes, of course. 
But now that I'm not stuck anymore with my music, I'm, I prefer to record some songs before. <laughs> but yeah, I, I already have my next book on my mind. <laughs> Is it going to be more poetry or are you going to a, a different direction? I have a collection of very short stories that I want to share. So I'm just um, thinking about the form they should have to work fine together. Mm. But yeah, it will be short stories. Okay, that sounds cool. I like that. And <laughs> you just talked about finishing your album. You're going to go back to make your music. So this book, essentially, it, it, now that you got it out the way, it's freed up your mind to get creative musically again. Yes, yes. I, I learned a lot about myself and how I work in the process. As I have been working in music and with my band, we could afford to record expensive albums. I was just trying to do the same thing by myself. Um, yeah, I can't afford that. So, and it's a lot of work when you are a band. Everyone makes a part of the work, uh, but being just myself and making songs as they are supposed to be played by a band is a lot of work for only one person. And I realized I was trying to do everything uh, very good by myself. And with this book, I think I was able to finish it because I'm not really a writer. I'm not an ed editor, but I just done it. And that's what I need to do with my music. Don't think too much. Don't try to do it so well. <laughs> okay, so I understand that. So instead of trying to be too perfect, just get it out there. Yes, because I know how to do it well with music. So when you know how to do it well, you try to do it, right? <laughs> with my book, I have no idea. I literally learned everything while I was doing it. And that's why I just made it. I think that if I had known better how to do everything, maybe I would have thought it's too much work for me. I can do it. <laughs> mm. That's that's interesting that you say that. I a few weeks ago actually, I I spoke to a guy for well, he and he was a guest on the podcast, and he said something that really stuck out to me ever since. And he said that. Perfection is the enemy of progress. And it sounds like that's what you're talking about. Um, like with the music, you, you're so good at everything that you were trying to be perfect. But with the book, because you've never done it before, you weren't focused on being perfect. You just were like, okay, I just want to make progress. So you, exactly. Yeah. So you were able to get the book done much faster and easier than you were to be able to complete your album. Yes. I was blind to all the things that are wrong in my book, and that's a good thing sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, ignorance is bliss. Sometimes it really <laughs> is, for sure. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so when do you think your your next album, your album is going to come out? When this hit stops <laughs> <laughs> and my neighbors allow me to have a bit of peace at home. But, yeah, I have made the songs already so i just need to figure out how to record here in my room and that's what i'm going to do i'm not going to a studio or anything 
So hopefully in about a year, or maybe I just record one song and publish, and then another song and publish. It may be easier. Mm, okay, okay. And at this point in, in your creative career, do you consider yourself more a writer or or a musician? Mm, I think I've I've struggled with my music career because I have never really enjoyed being a a musician that only plays music like people for example who worked for an artist and are playing the music of that artist i enjoy that it's better than a normal job but it's not the thing i really love i love to write songs to create write songs write poems or whatever the creative part is what i like not just playing those song songs so I don't know. I don't think we should put a line to make the difference between poetry or songs. They are pretty the same. It's just create. Maybe I will start painting someday. I don't know. <laughs> what I love is to create. I hear that. Okay. So do you have any words of advice that you can give to aspiring creators, you know, singers, musicians, poets, whatever you want to call it. We won't draw a line or put them in a box. Do you have any aspiring, any words of advice for aspiring creators? Well, uh, one thing that helps me a lot is to think outside of the box. I think it's safe (laughs) because as as I said before, when you try to make the steps you are supposed to to get a successful career, you may lose the magic on, on your way. I think um, sometimes doing just whatever you feel you want to do helps you f- find another way to do things that may be new, maybe even better, why not? Not just better for yourself, but yeah, People who, for example, started a new music style, they were not following the steps they are supposed to. So (laughs) I think uh, we shouldn't be limited by what we are supposed to do. Perfect. I like that. Well, Sarah, before I let you go, can you tell people where they can go to order a copy of your book and how they can find you on social media? Mm. I think the faster way is in my website because the, all my social media are there and also the contact to buy the book. And it's www.saraoliveira.com. All right. But well, Sarah, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been a great time talking to you. Thank you very much for having me, Derek. You've been listening to the Jaded 80s Baby Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, review, and share the show. New episodes are released weekly. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Jaded80sBaby. For business inquiries, email dfeiffer at jaded80sbaby.com.